0: This goal through politically legitimate means, so long as the rights of other citizens are respected. But positive liberals believe whites should escape the confines of their ethnicity and embrace a cosmopolitan conception of the self. Morally, they should prefer diversity over homogeneity and novelty over cultural continuity. Positive liberal cosmopolitanism has deep roots in American political thought, The first consistent advocate of this position was the progressive philosopher and old-stock New Englander John Dewey. Around 1910, Dewey argued that the role of Anglo-Protestant Americans, then the dominant U.S. ethnic group, was to lead the country's other ethnic groups toward cosmopolitan interchange and subsequently to universalize themselves out of existence. Around the same time, Randolph Bourne, an Anglo-American Greenwich Village Bohemian began advancing a more radical version of Dewey's universalism. Rebelling against his own group, Bourne argued that American wasps should embrace a double standard, rejecting their own puritanical culture in favor of cosmopolitanism while encouraging minorities such as Jews to retain their ethnic affiliations. Both of these strands, Dewey's melting pot and Bourne's multiculturalism, shaped the form that positive liberal cosmopolitanism would take in the West. The social upheavals of the 1960s added a new moral imperative, anti-racism, to this mix. Although early 20th century U.S. progressives had opposed racism, their cosmopolitan millenarianism concerned European immigration, which they saw as unrelated to the domestic struggle for black rights. It was not until the 1960s, after the civil rights movement and the start of large-scale non-European immigration, that pro-immigration and anti-racist positions fused in both North America and Europe. Positive liberals used the new idiom of anti-racism to reframe their prior appreciation of diversity, adding the emotional heat of an emerging social taboo to older appeals to generosity— Activists now spurned Dewey's melting-pot cosmopolitanism, which envisioned all groups dissolving in favor of Bourne's multiculturalist position that the majority throw off its traditions while minorities maintain theirs. As the white majority share of Western nations declined after the 1960s, a white backlash might have been expected— Yet, just as immigration diversified their countries, more and more Westerners were exposed to cosmopolitan perspectives via newly expanded university systems and television media. These two developments offset one another to produce a polarized response. White communitarians viewed rising diversity negatively, while cosmopolitan multiculturalists elevated it to the status of a moral imperative— Today's culture war is a product of this split. Open and Shut In this polarized climate, individual value differences, themselves heavily shaped by genes and life experience, largely determine whether a person adopts the closed, communitarian, or open cosmopolitan viewpoint. According to the political scientist Karen Stenner, two sets of value orientations— Authoritarianism and conservatism are particularly important. Authoritarians prefer order over dissent and diversity. Conservatives favor the status quo over change. The two are not the same. A conservative who grows up in a multi-ethnic society that becomes more homogenous, such as interwar Istanbul, will wax nostalgic about the loss of diversity, while an authoritarian will celebrate it. But when a homogenous society becomes diverse, as is true in today's West, authoritarians and conservatives are on the same page. Authoritarianism and conservatism are more predictive of right-wing populism than are social categories such as age, income, class, gender, or even education. In the British election study, BES, for example, support for the death penalty— A proxy for authoritarianism predicts 11.5% of the variation in a person's likelihood of having voted to leave the European Union, whereas income, age, gender, religion, and education combined account for only 4.9%. Some groups, such as the elderly, the non-college-educated, the working class,